Hi guys, welcome back to It's Me Tanks. Happy Friday. How are we all? I just got a chai from Tartine, not to put them on blast, but it's literally terrible and it was $8. Everything is so expensive. It's it is small. It looks like the size of a Starbucks tall and it was $8 and it's trash. It literally tastes like miso made it. So that's a bummer. It's Tartine is right next to the studio and I, I've actually never gone in there. I know that's blasphemy. I know a lot of people love it. And I don't know that I'll be going in again, but they did have some nice looking like dense cakes. You know, I love a like a pound cake, a lemon poppy seed, that kind of shit. So maybe I'll try some of their baked goods. I think that's what they're famous for anyway. I haven't gotten to fully recap Boston, but it was a week ago now. And I have to say that it was the most wonderful trip. I love you guys in Boston so much. I can't believe so many of you came out even though it was fucking snowing. Like I knew you guys went hard, but you guys were not even batting an eyelid at the snow. Meanwhile, I was freezing. I wore riding boots to our walk, so that's on me, I guess, because I didn't pack right. Uh, Yeah, it was great. We went to Salty Girl. I didn't love it. I would give it a 6.8, but I, I don't fault the city for that. I wanted to go to a bunch of other restaurants my friend Casey had recommended uh, in Boston, but they were all booked. There was one called Kava. Not like the Kava, but a different Kava. Um, and then she recommended a bunch of other cool places, and they were all booked. So we went to Salty Girl, and it was not great. But I went to Tate three times. Highly recommend that. Amazing lattes. Um, the shakshuka was amazing. The halloumi salad was really good. So uh, all in all, great. And my, my highlight was honestly, I mean, obviously for my life, you know, it was very cool to say that I spoke, I guess, lectured at Harvard, uh, but meeting all of you was really the 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 highlight of my my heart of the trip, as cheesy as that sounds. Right before I went on, I was like the last person, I guess this class that they do at Harvard is a week of guest lecturers and um, Kim was right before me. I didn't see her or meet her, but um I was so nervous right before I went on. I've I've gotten really good at holding my nerves until right before. And I that is something I've really had to work on. And I was thinking about it today because someone asked me in AMA, oh, I'm going to speak in front of people. I'm very nervous. Like, what are your tips? And I used to get so nervous, which is so funny because you probably wouldn't guess that given that my job is to speak on air and whatever. And I speak to people all the time, but I actually took a public speaking class in college because I was so bad at it. And I felt like I would always go really, really red and hot. Like, do you ever get that where you just feel so, oh my God, so embarrassed and you start sweating and your face is beat red. That used to be me all throughout college when I was presenting, probably because my dumbass didn't do any of the prep work. And then I would stand up and try to bullshit through a 20 minute English presentation. Um, don't do that. So I was, I'm, but now I compartmentalize it. I'm just like, literally there's no point in thinking about it until right before. Uh, by that, I mean the nerves, not the actual presentation. And then you just do it. And, but I was really scared. I get, I get very quiet when I'm really, really scared. I'm like dead silent. And I was like sweating bullets. And obviously I wore a blazer because I wanted to be like businesswoman-y for the business school. So I was in a cashmere sweater and then a blazer sweating my balls off. One thing that I really forgot about cold places is that you wear all these layers. This is like living in New York too. You wear all these layers and then you go inside and they have the heat jacked up. And so it's like a million degrees in there and you start sweating profusely. It's kind of a disaster. Um, but yeah, it was awesome. All the students were so 
interesting and engaged. And I really love being able to flex that part of my brain. I think, you know, I'm, I love being an influencer, but I think especially the world of influencers in LA and sometimes the opportunities that I come into, it's, you know, I just don't get to flex that part of my brain that often. And it was amazing. It felt exhilarating and cool to be peppered with these questions from these incredibly smart kids and their professor who was chiming in and asking about, you know, my business and how I built my audience and my relationship with you guys, which is to me so special and unique. Uh, So it was awesome. And then we flew home. Oh my God. But on the way there, not to put my ex-boyfriend JetBlue on blast, there was, are you ready for this? It was 7 a.m. LAX. Okay. I'm, we're boarding the flight to Boston. And by the way, that's not a cute flight. That's like a six hour flight. It's one of those sneaky ones where you're like, oh damn, like I could literally, that's like going from New York to London. So we're boarding the flight and the guy's like, guys, I'm really sorry. There is uh, no coffee, no coffee at all on the plane. And I was like, oh, it's a bummer. I was going to have a coffee. And then he's like, and also no Wi-Fi. And everyone literally it was like you know um like Chucky the doll how he like turns his head like slowly that's like everyone's face in LAX in the morning being like what did you say and he's like yeah um no wi-fi we get on the plane and this sweet sweet uh air hostess we say air hostess now right no Jerron doesn't know either I think I think you do I, there's one there's one correct term and I believe that that's it if I'm wrong someone correct me I stand to be corrected um and she was like guys I got bad news for you the tvs are all out and we were like no like come on you're playing and she was like no none of the tvs work either and I felt bad for her because she was like I don't know why they would give us this plane and then we're gonna have like an entire plane and it's not like it's a night flight when people are sleeping either like people use the day flight to work and I just felt so bad for her because she had to break the news to us and people were grumpy then halfway through the flight it w- I was in mint I know privilege spoiled brat you know the the works uh I th- I was like laying down trying to sleep and I tried to put my seat up and the seat got stuck in the lay flat position so I had to sit like a goblin for like the second half of the flight. And she and I was like, well, what am I going to do about landing? Like, you know, I'm such a rule follower. I was like, you know, have to have your seat like in the upright position, all that shit. And she's like, oh, it's fine. And I was like, wait a second. <laughs> that means that they've been lying to us this whole time. It doesn't matter if your seat is entirely in the upright position. But again, not her fault. Um, so it was an amazing trip. Loved meeting all of you. Such nice, nice girls that I met and guys. Uh, there's a couple H bots in tow. And Lauren and Saba had never been on a rich mom walk. And they were like, you weren't you were really, really telling the truth about these people. Like they know that you guys are amazing, but they'd never seen a rich mom walk and they are really magical and they were like all these girls are really cool like they're we everyone would was making friends and is nice and kind and you know someone even said oh I was nervous about coming alone but then I thought fuck it like anyone who follows tanks is like cool and nice and wouldn't be like ooh, that girl came alone a ton of people came alone I love you know that that's what you sh- how you should feel and I'm just so proud of this community because um because it you know everyone is kind I really feel so good about it so that was that um and then I went to and it was my my friend Iman got married in Brazil she's married to a Brazilian man she's 
she, her parents threw an Indian wedding celebration. It wasn't a full Indian wedding. I wish it had been because, oh my God, it was so much fun. I got to wear a lenga. I think that's how you pronounce it. I've got to borrow one. It's so, so beautiful. Such a stunning outfit. All the dancing, all the music, all the food. I was so glad that I got to celebrate her because, uh, I didn't get to go to Brazil, so it was really lovely. And it's just, it's honestly so fun and cool to experience how other cultures celebrate. It's literally the happiest thing. And I, the Indian culture, especially around weddings, is like so joyful and such a party. And like all of all of the, even people who are like literally 80 were like up and dancing and like having the best time. The music is amazing. Iman did a dance with her now husband, Gabriel, and it was just so amazing. Obviously, I was in heaven because it was Indian food. So I was very happy. So that was, I flew back on Saturday for that. And it's been a great week. I am very excited about today's episode. It's going to be from two sides. Okay, so it's going to be how to set people up successfully and also how to get set up successfully. I have personally had multiple relationships from setups. I actually don't think I've ever dated anyone. And again, I'm not shitting on dating apps. Please don't. I mean, I I already got kicked off Raya. So where else can I get kicked off from? I didn't talk that much shit about them. I really don't know why I did. But anyway, we'll put a pin in that. Um, I actually don't think I've ever had a boyfriend from a dating app, but I've had multiple boyfriends from setups. I love setups. I think that they are so human. I think that in a world of digital fatigue and dating app confusion and all this shit, a setup is like the most human thing you can do. It's like, oh, I know two people who I think might bring something to each other's lives. I mean, I just... I feel like that's a great way to meet people. Okay, so let's start with how to ask to be set up. This all started because someone asked me on Instagram, um, how do, what's a good way to ask someone to set you up? And I said, my number one thing is don't ask your immediate friends, your tier one friends. Um, reason being is you've probably already met their friends. Like, especially if they're like your best friends, whatever. And if you're just like, can you set me up? Can you set me up? They're like, they would have thought of it already. I mean, look, maybe they have someone in their back pocket, but the likelihood is if they're one of your close friends, your tier one friends, they're going to know that you are in the mood to date someone and they would have probably thought about it if they're a good friend, right? Okay. Where the money is, is in tier two and tier three friends. By this, I'm talking about like your work wife or that friend that you only see like once every six weeks but every time you do you guys are like oh like that was so fun we need to hang out more but like you have different social circles maybe you live kind of far but like you love them that those are the people who are ripe with contacts okay here's how you ask you just ask and you have a unique relationship with whoever this person is maybe they're your work wife and you have a very casual and you can be like dude I really want to go on a date and I'm really looking to meet someone. Do you have anyone you could set me up with? And 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 then I like to say something like, you know, no pressure, like I you know, I I just I'm really looking to meet people outside of my circle. Like that's a great way to say it. Um here's what not to do. Say, do you have anyone to set me up with? And by the way, he needs to be 6'4 and make over six figures and yada 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 yada. yada. Like you're not ordering 
at a restaurant. You're not literally ordering a custom smoothie at Air One, right? You are literally asking, like, do you have anyone? Okay. Then maybe the person is like, yes, on the spot. Or they're like, yeah, let me think about it. If they're like, yes, on the spot, and they start pulling up people, don't be judgmental. Because the thing is, we shoot ourselves in the foot so much when it comes to this shit. We're like, oh, like, I don't know about him or like, nah, 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 nah. if your friend really thinks that you should go out with this person, then you should give it a go. Mind you, you know that I believe that you shouldn't look at someone like online at all. I mean, sorry, let me start that again. <clears throat> Mind you, you guys know I believe you shouldn't stalk online aside from safety reasons like obviously I'm not saying go fully blind but if it's someone that your friend is setting you up with then it it follows that that person would be a safe person but I'm saying like don't do an Instagram deep dive if you want to ask your friend to show you a picture before fine so be it but like honestly why do you even really need to know like one good one picture is good you don't need to comb through his Instagram we all know that men's Instagrams are embarrassing and weird and they make a, and they give us the ick like before we've even met the person also I think it's important to note from both sides, whether you're asking to be set up or you are doing the setup, I consider there to be two types of setup. Ready? The first one is just that people want to be going on dates. They're kind of bored. They just want to be meeting people. And it's like, you don't know if they're going to be soulmates, but they might have a nice time. I will give you an example. In my own life, I set Glenn up with a guy who I love. I love them both dearly. Glenn, my close friend and hairdresser. Um, I God, I guess, I guess it was like two years ago now. And I was like, I told them, I was like, I don't think you guys are soulmates, but I think you would have a lot of fun for like six to nine weeks. And they did. And that was it. And they were both in the mood to have that fun. They were both, you know, kind of just in, I just felt like they could add to each other's lives. And that's a really important type of setup. Like I've had that done to me where it's like they're a cool guy. They're not my soulmate. But like, you know, sometimes you just need someone to heal you a little bit and and kind of make you not afraid of dating again and just take you to nice dinners and whatever. And that's super important. The second type of setup is harder and it's more circumstantial. You can't really rush it like anything with timing. You kind of just have to plant the seed and be like, hey, you know, I'm really, I'm like going on a lot of dates. If you know anyone cool, like I love someone pre-vetted. And there's the type of setup where you actually have like a stroke of genius. And you're like, wait a second. I think that these two people would get along like a house on fire. And that's amazing. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. But that's more of like, a constructed one, right? That's more of like a, this might really be something set up, but there's two levels. So if I were you and you're asking to be set up, I would kind of tell them like, you're either you're in the mood to just go on dates and like, it doesn't really matter if they think that they're amazing as long as they're not a serial killer. Or you're like only people who you genuinely think I would vibe with. Like I'm not into going on dates right now because we go through different life cycles, right? With dating. Sometimes we're so fucking tired of it. Sometimes we're just like, I literally can't go on another date. And sometimes you're like living your best Carrie Bradshaw life, like going to get vodka sodas with or every Chad, Thad and Brad in the West Village. So it just depends. But again, the more information you can give, the better. Personally, I, I don't think that you should give any 
notes to the person who's setting you up. Like, I don't think you should even beyond looks. I don't think you should be like, I really like him to be funny and smart and cool. Like if you want to give one thing that's really important to you, like, oh, like my last boyfriend couldn't read and it's really important for me that this person like knows how to read or whatever. Like, you know, if you want to say one thing, fine, but just the more space you give the person to set you up, the better. Maybe they'll ask. Maybe they're a person who's like, well, what are you looking for? Like, what's your type? In which case, definitely go in. But it's just like you don't want to seem like you're, again, ordering from a menu. Okay, so let's say that you get set up with someone. Your friend, your work wife is like, you know, hits you and is like, hey, I got someone. I got this guy, my, my boyfriend's friend, Jeremy. Uh, you want to go on a date with him? And you're like, yeah, thanks. Great. great, great, great. Okay. So you got to get set up. Um, and number one, don't ask a million questions. Don't be like, what's his social security number? What's his star sign? Like, tell me everything. I mean, again, if you have that relationship with your friend and she's offering it up, then fine. But don't like the more shit we know before a date, I really do think it's a hindrance. Like, I really think it clouds us. I really think it encourages reverse box theory box you know I, th- I think it encourages reverse boxing of, of a guy I think it's just like this person you trust them they're gonna set you up fine do it okay so let's say you go on a date and it goes well if it goes well do not pump your friend for information it will only confuse you right like say you go on a date with Jeremy it goes amazing you kiss you're literally like oh my fucking god he's so hot whatever whatever don't go to your friend and be like, oh my God, can you ask your boyfriend to ask Jeremy like what he thought of me? Yada, 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 yada. Like that will only muddy the waters. Your friend has given you a gift and you just pretend now like it's, it's, you met like walking on the street or something. If your friend asks and is like, how's the date? Be like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. It was amazing. But don't pump them for information. It will only create drama and stress and like be weird down the line like you'll know when it's time to share what information but just don't do that thing where you're like like I had a oh my god okay I had a time my friend whose name is actually Jeremy which is so funny and ironic um he set me up with this guy who he worked with we'll call him Dax okay I can't believe I've never told this story before I got set up with Dax Dax and I had zero to 0.5% of chemistry. I became obsessed with Dax. I literally went to the weirdest workout class on a date with Dax because he wanted to see this workout class. If you guys have ever been to the class in New York, I'm I'm sorry that I called it weird. I know it's very important to some people, but like basically in the workout class, you like shout. And I didn't know, I didn't know to expect that. So you can imagine my fear and my overwhelmedness that when I was in this 7 a.m workout date with Dax and all these people started yelling and screaming I was like whoa what the fuck I'm sure I would probably like it now that was like before my wellness revolution anyway I become obsessed with Dax because of reverse box uh syndrome Dax is literally can't hold a conversation has like severe ADD like doesn't like me that much but like we go on dates we have fun whatever whatever when I tell you that I texted my friend Jeremy every single morning And I was like, did Dax say anything about me? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, could you ask him again? What do you think? And I would like go back in Dax's Instagram and like screenshot um, like him with a girl or girlfriends. And I'd be like, what, who's, what's the story on this? I drove myself insane. Classic over a guy who I didn't really even like and he didn't even like me. Um, 
but by doing this shit and and like everything Jeremy would say I would hang on his every word I'd be like he'd be like oh well Dax and I were in this meeting and I'd be like what what was the meeting about and he'd be like it was about work like what are you fucking talking about and I would be like did Dax seem happy in the meeting don't do that just don't do what I did this is a this is a case where I'm like I made this mistake so you guys don't do that okay (laughs) good all right now let's pretend you go on a date with someone and it doesn't go well Now, your friend did you a solid by setting you up. Maybe they didn't pick a great person, but they still tried to do something nice for you. So you're going to thank them. You're going to be dead honest with them. You're going to see your work wife, slack her and be like, girl, uh, no chemistry with Jeremy, but I really, really, really appreciate you setting me up. Thank you so much. And um, and like make a joke and be like, and if you got any other guys for me, like I'm still open or something like that and then leave it. Also. It goes without saying that when you're set up by a friend, you need to be ultra polite to the person. Like if you didn't like Jeremy, then you should be like, uh, it's it's a great time to send the anti-ghost text. A great time to send it. Because you are an extension of your friend and you don't want to reflect poorly on uh on your friend. Okay. Like I've had times where I remember once in San Francisco, like I set up my friend with this guy I knew from Stanford like I I worked with her at Gap and she I like gave him her number like I did the whole thing like showed them each other blah blah and then he like texted her and she never texted him and I was like at work I was like hey what gives and she was like oh my god I know I just like I don't know I like couldn't text him back and it's like that's really shitty I mean regardless I mean needless to say I didn't set her up ever again do you know what I mean so it's a time to be like super on your a-game with manners and just being polite and kind and being honest like this is not a time to drag it out and and fuck with someone's feelings because that's rude to your friend okay let's turn the tables and uh this section is for people who want to do the setting up maybe you're married maybe you'd like to do a courtesy to all of your single friends out there um And I think that's great. I love setting people up. I really love it again because I feel like it's such a human thing and it's like bespoke dating app services. Right. And sometimes married people know a lot of hot people that are single. I know multiple people who are married who keep a list in their phone. I actually haven't done this, but I'm going to start doing it now. They keep a list in their phone of all the single guys and all the single girls and if they meet someone who's like, oh, do you, can I, you set me up? They pull out the list. I think that's great. I think that that is such an amazing, nice, efficient thing to do. So I'm going to start doing that now and you guys should do it too. Even if you're not married, like even if you're single, it's a good thing to do. I I believe it's in um, Judaism. They say that if you set up, I'm going to butcher the number. I think it's five couples. You like automatically go to heaven or something. I don't know. It's a really nice little thing, but I truly believe that also. I think it's the nicest thing you can do. So everybody better listen up because it's uh, something we should all do this year. Okay. So all of the tips that I just gave, I'm going to refocus them for if you are doing the setting up. 
I think it's good to ask a person if they if you know if they're single or they ask to be set up like okay well what are you looking for are you looking for something serious you want me to wait till I have someone who's really good or do you just feel like going on a date for example maybe your friend just moved to your town and they're just like kind of lonely and like wanting to do something and they're just like I just want to go on a date like I just want to feel like you know go out on a Friday night have a few drinks whatever that's fine then you just pick like the nicest like hot person that you know and just say, hey, take this girl out. Like, it'll it'll be fun. Or it's more serious. You know, your friend is really looking for the real deal. And then you put some thought into it. You don't rush it. You think like, hmm, okay, who could it be? And you're probably not going to be able to do it on the spot. If it's like, if they're looking for something really serious, maybe they're like, you know, they're they're not just wanting to have fun, but they're more selective. You then you probably won't think about it on the spot. You got to put it in your list have it in the back of your mind and really chew it over and maybe someone will come to you. Okay, so let's say that you have two people that you want to set up. How should you do it? Well, there's a couple ways, right? There's the subtle way. Now, if you are if you are a team on this shit, you can do the kindest thing ever and throw a dinner party. I mean, this is the dream, right? You're you're throwing a dinner party. You're inviting these two people you think could vibe. Friday night, casual, whatever. You roast a chicken. You have some orange wine on the table. You invite a couple friends. And you sit these two people next to each other. And you see if they vibe. Really, really A-game if you don't even tell them. And they just kind of like, it's just your thought. And then you're like, I thought you two would get along. And hey, that's nice. Because if they don't get along and there's no spark, no harm, no foul. Uh, or there's the the texting way. So I personally find it awkward when everyone is on a group text. I think that that just makes it feel like you're connecting to business contacts. So personally, I wouldn't do that. Personally, I would give the guy the number. I just think that that's the right way to do it and be like, hey, this is Jenna's number. Um, You should text her like, you know, whatever, whatever. And then the guy should text Jenna and be like, hey, this is Gary. Um, why, Why do I pick the funniest names for all of my in you know scenarios like what just wondering why is why did Gary come to my mind I'd never met anyone called Gary in my in my whole life but anyway um hey this is Gary um I'm Margaret's friend I would love to take you out sometime blah 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 blah. and then and then so it goes um if you are the person setting it up do it and leave it like you can't pry either. I mean, obviously you're going to ask Jenna and be like, oh my God, did you go out with Gary? Like, how was it? But then you kind of just got to let it, let it vibe, you know, because too much meddling, you can't meddle. I want to be really clear. Of course, you're going to ask Jenna how the date with Gary was, but you don't want to meddle once they're actually up and running and dating because you don't want to be in the middle. You don't want to be the middleman. You don't want to be like, you know, giving subliminal messaging. So just keep it super neutral. I think it's the seriously the nicest thing that you can do. I think if you are a person who's in a relationship or married or whatever, like setting people up is it should be a fun, joyful thing. And I and if you're single too, like everybody should want everybody to be in love and be happy, like at, at its core. I love when people are happy and having sex and having fun. And I think that's why I love setting people up. So go forth and prosper, everyone. I hope you all set someone up this year. I will be back on Monday. I love you all so much. I hope you have a fantastic weekend. If you enjoyed this pod, please share it with a friend. That would mean the world to me. Until Monday. Bye.